It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. Today's episode is going to focus on another aspect of All That's Jazz in terms of our goals and trying to represent the world of jazz to everybody. And the world of jazz is all-encompassing in so many ways. It goes beyond the artists, the recordings, and the music that we're used to hearing because there are other people that you don't always hear and see from all the time, but they are doing marvelous things in the world of jazz. And one of those is an organization called the Jazz Exchange. We happen to have the good fortune of having the co-founders of the Jazz Exchange with us for our episode, Abel Morellis and Candice Reyes. We'd like to welcome you to the program, and thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Yes, thanks so much for bringing us on the show. Appreciate it. You know, it's our pleasure because you're doing such fine work in your organization. You're committed to connecting communities through music and creating a platform and an opportunity for musicians to play, to be heard. And also, it's not only for established musicians, but people that are up and coming. And it's my understanding you're also involved in educational programs. But then of late, I know that you've been devoting a lot of time and effort to a relief fund to help raise funds for musicians that have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So on that note, tell us about how the Jazz Exchange formed. What was the inspiration for it or how did it come about? Sure. So I'll give a little um, introduction on that. So the idea really began when uh, both Abel and I, you know, we moved. We were originally from, I'm originally from El Paso, Texas, and Abel's from Juarez, Chihuahua. So we're in the borderland. We, we went to school together and we, we started performing in the local El Paso borderland local scene. And that was something that we kind of started as musicians performing in the local area, being a part of the music, connecting with the community. And just kind of as young entrepreneurs, that was something we wanted to really strive to. How can we create opportunities and instead of just always waiting for the opportunities to come to us? Um, so one of the biggest things that we, you know, thought of was, why don't we create these performances? Why don't we try to bring communities together that maybe have never been part of, of, of the jazz scene or have never seen live jazz or have never heard of it, you know? Uh, or maybe, you know, it's cliche to say, but some people might be intimidated to hear it, right? And so that really kind of formed into the beginning of how it really molded into this organization of, how do we create something? How do we get people to come together? You know, how do we make it welcoming um, for people to just come out and creating the platform for artists, you know, to come and perform? And that's how we just slowly started working with, oh, let's go to this coffee shop. This is a coffee shop. We just go and hang out with friends. Let's let's shoot the idea to them. And, you know, we're musicians. Let's let's let them know we can promote it. We can bring, um, you know, music. We can bring people and that's really the the start of of how we kind of felt 
this is something that's needed everywhere, not just here where we mm-hmm. live. And as you, you know, we both moved to New Jersey and the, in the East Coast, you know, was an area and we saw the potential to help and build communities by really creating that platform for artists, supporters, small local businesses. And so the organization has really become a rich exchange of musical talent that shares, you know, that passion for the arts in the community. And uh, maybe I'll let Abel give the second half of how that kind of went into the jazz exchange. <laughs> yeah, as as Candace was mentioning, you know, the back in El Paso started as a website. I know Candace started this with a business partner back there where they were promoting music, uh, live jazz and all over the town. And they were actually contacting venues and, and making proposals for live music. As we move over here and, um, you know, we, we started really getting to see how, the, the vast majority, you know, of of uh, concentration of amazing musicians in the East Coast, and and uh, you know because of that you know right away that there's not enough spaces for all of them to play, so that was uh, the problem that presented one of the problems that presented to us, you know that there is a lot of clubs in New York in the vicinities, but there's so many more musicians more than that. We said, hey, this will be a, an opportunity for us to create different. Uh, create a community of people that want to come in and experience these shows. So we started uh, our secret shows where we actually collaborate with uh, local businesses and then we we book uh, emerging musicians and established musicians and we create that way a whole experience for people to come and enjoy the show. So it's it's not it's not something that's going to replace anything. It's just a it's one more option out there for people to go and and experience something like that. So they discover a new venue, they meet new people, and they uh, uh, experience a new artist. Obviously, you know, unfortunately, because of COVID, we're not doing that right now. But uh, we are transitioning to do that virtually. So now we're doing some uh, live streams. We just did one about a month ago and it went wonderful we actually did it at the national jazz museum in harlem and people got to discover the museum people got to uh, actually experience jerome jennings and his group and uh, also we feature a young musician so you know it's, it's a little bit of a in, in a nutshell, what, what what we're doing, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, we have the programs like the educational program and, and, and things like that that we can definitely want to talk about. So when you were putting this together, was it sensing a need for an organization that could represent musicians or artists to uh, have an, uh, an opportunity or a platform, as you say? Because, you know, a lot of people that are up and coming in the business, they don't have professional representation or management, et cetera. But it's nice to have an umbrella organization that could step in rather than having 53 people go into a a coffee house or a venue and saying, hey, can I play on your stage tonight? You're doing this kind of for them. Is that a, a way to maybe see it or am I wrong on that? No, I I think that you're hitting, you know, the nail on the head. The reason that of that is because, you know, us as musicians, Abel and I were both coming up in the scene and doing, you know, stuff in in our hometowns and then, you know, starting off on a clean slate, moving to the East Coast with nobody knowing who we were. It was this concept of like, how do we how do we uplift and support, you know, musicians who don't know the, you know, the community or maybe 
have never been around or new to the area or just never or don't have that support to say, hey, you know, I'm looking for an opportunity to open up for a band where, you know, a college group of students who we're, we, we practice all day, we're always at school, but we don't get to play and, and perform because, you know, nobody knows us yet. And, you know, then there's also for established musicians, not to say that they don't have tours or can perform at big venues, but they also want to have a place where they can perform what they want to perform. There may be their own projects also have that mentorship of, I have a student that I've been working with, and this is an ensemble that, you know, I recommend that people should hear. And, and so it really gives this concept of, we went through this process and I wish we had something like the jazz exchange or a jazz house kids or, a, you know, when we were growing up at a very young age, when we were like 16, 17, to have that opportunity. And I think that's where that idea arose uh, for both Abel and I on, on that concept. So did the two of you get together and say, hey, you know what, maybe we could do something to help others too, because... Our listeners should know both of you are musicians and artists in the business, Abel being a, a sax player, and I know, uh, Candice, you're a vocalist, uh, and you have some cred to your credit, if you will, and <laughs> you're, you're somewhat established and, and have found some inroads to express your music. So were you sensing that need collectively to say, hey, maybe we should form this organization to uh, represent others and give them a shot? Yeah. You know, the way that you put it in terms of like representing others, it, it yeah, it kind of, I guess it falls into that because basically we are producing this concert series, right? Uh, you know, specifically talking about the secret shows. And, uh, and, and this is also, we thought, uh, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for emerging artists to come and play and open up a show for an already established artist that's probably touring or already recorded albums and whatnot. But, you know, because because our shows, we also film and record audio, we thought this would be a great way to start spreading good content and good material of not only established artists but also emergent artists so that's one that's that's a really uh, interesting uh, section of of this program where we creating this content for them that they can use and they can and say you know what i mean i, I need to go and get a uh, a gig but i don't have a video and they we we're getting emerging musicians that are very serious that are really trying to build a career in music and so this also becomes a, a way for them to say you know i play for this art i open up for this artist and and I, now I have this video that can represent what I do and I can go somewhere so it's really just a way it's like a like a starter to to do more of this thing so and and you know it's uh, it's a reality sometimes as musicians because as you mentioned we both are I'm a saxophone player in Kansas is a vocalist uh, we get so much into the music and this music is so vast that you can just go so and get immersed into it and forget about everything else you know mm -hmm. and and so sometimes uh, that happens and we forget that the music is music is not just about the uh, performing it's also about what comes behind it it's about uh, you know promoting yourself looking at yourself as a business and and really connecting with the with your audience and all that so we were just, uh, you know, well, we're trying to jumpstart some of this uh, artists and even some of the established ones that haven't had the no an opportunity to really build 
this you know this content and this connection with audiences that because uh, you know that's one of the main things about our secret shows the people that come and listen to them they come here to listen to whatever the artists are presenting the interesting thing about it is that they don't know who's going to perform or they don't know the venue they know the area so by not knowing who's going to perform they come without a prejudgment of like oh i don't like this style or i don't like this artist or whatnot they just come and they listen so it's an it's an opportunity interesting opportunity for for artists to just present what they're working on and really connecting with the audiences you know so that is the reason why you call them secret shows uh, yeah. Not like you can't tell anybody where it is, but you, you hand out notes to people and yeah. say, just meet us at the corner of 32nd and Lex, <laughs> and uh, we'll take you from there. So the idea was that just going to a venue and saying, look, we're going to stage a show, here's what we're going to put on, and it's going to be starting at 8 o'clock kind of thing, and mm -hmm. we're going to bring in an artist, and everyone's going to love it. Is yeah. that kind of yeah. how you do it well you know it's really is kind of pretty simple it's literally something like that i would say is one of the biggest things that abel and i when we're looking for a venue we really look for something that a venue that maybe nobody or they don't even have or have considered having live music so not only does that create the opportunity for the local business to have the concept of saying, oh, maybe I should have live music here, right? And so going into a, a venue, the, the earliest one that, or the only one we did in person this year was back in February 20, 2020, this year. And so we did one in Brooklyn, and that was our first time doing a Brooklyn show, secret show. And it was at a, um, a liqueur bar, right, Abel? It was a liqueur yeah, it's a distillery. Mm -hmm. in, distillery, in there you go. In it's Brooklyn. A, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we what we did is we we approached the uh, the manager and we said, hey, you know, here's what we do. Here's the concept. Would you be interested? This is something that we bring audiences to your venue so that they can not only experience your venue, but also experience your venue with music. And that really kind of strikes them in a different way to say, you know what? Yeah, sure. Um, looking forward to something like this. And the whole concept is really just, hey, everybody, come to our secret show. It's going to happen in Brooklyn in maybe a certain area. We mentioned the area that will be happening in. And we mentioned where the train, what trains they can take. Uh, we mentioned the, you know, areas that the closest to the venue without, you know, really uh, releasing the name of the venue. And then we just mentioned, you know, upon arrival, you will get to hear an emerging artist along with an established artist. And we give them hints like this artist is a six-time Grammy Award winner. You know, we really kind of give them ideas of, you know, what to expect. And when they show up, I mean, it's just great to see the expressions of these people that say, wow, I've never been to a jazz show. And I didn't know that there was this style of music or mm -hmm. I... I've never felt this kind of community or connection. I thought jazz was just solos, you know, 50 bars of solos of saxophone playing over or, you know, you, you know, just different concepts. And having that was where we build that community. And I think that's one of the biggest things for us as the jazz exchange. Yeah, I just I was just going to say something in that in, on that note that Candace mentioned that that really opens up the opportunity to to uh, 
uh, expand the jazz audience, which is one of the main things that uh, this this concept does. Is uh, it really lures in people that they're not too sure if they want to go to a jazz, uh, jazz club, but they're they might consider just going to a, a, a jazz secret show and they they discover a new venue and whatnot. So you know that's one of the main goals for that too. So how do you know you're going to have people in seats and have an audience? You know, you'll be surprised. People actually buy tickets to the show uh, without knowing. You know, they we have a lot of followers and people that have it really enjoyed the concept. And we do have people who really don't like to not know. <laughs> you know, they, they say, but I really need to know where I'm going. And I said, don't worry, 24 hours the day before you will get the exact address You'll know where you're going because you already know the area it's in. So it's not like you don't know you're, you know, if you live in Jersey and you know that this is in Brooklyn, you know, we make sure you know it's in the area. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, it's people actually have been interested in it. And so luckily we've been, you know, been able to capture more audience members. And I think word of mouth from people attending who have already attended a secret show really enjoying the concept and the, the quality of music, the, the overall feeling, um, you know, just the being welcoming and really, you know, making everybody feel comfortable. So the two of you must be really incredible marketers or salespeople to create this vote of confidence that what you're going to do is going to be something that is going to be great for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, it definitely, we're, we're, you know, we're on the learning, of course, you know, <laughs> in terms of uh, the marketing, it's a completely, you know, different world too as well that we've had to actually uh, get into for, for this reason to promote the shows. And uh, the really cool thing about us really including audio and video filming is that it creates content for, uh, from our shows, previous shows. So we encourage people to go to our YouTube channels and then check out some of the previous ones. They They'll get to see some of the emerging musicians that we've had before and, and, and they get to see some of the venues, you know, because it's definitely an interesting concept that it might not be for everyone, you know, but we want to, you know, encourage people to just try one time. Obviously, you know, we always select the venues and the areas that are going to be secure and that everything's going to be because sometimes people are like, I don't like to not know where I'm going. And you would tell them exactly where they go in. So uh, us, you know, really showing uh, the previous things that we've done in the past and sure, we hope that it, people get the assurance that it's going to be a great show, you know, because we've had wonderful people that we've had uh, throughout the the years that we've been doing the secret shows that, you know, it's, it's amazing and people definitely will have a great experience. So why don't you walk us through a secret show? How does it take place? People show up at a venue, they sit down, and then all of a sudden somebody comes <laughs> to the stage and you introduce an artist. So the two of you or maybe one of you is, is the MC kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. from there you, you have your audio and video people as well that are there ready to record. Yeah, and then what happens? Pretty much. Um, so, you know, as, as people are, they purchase their ticket and then the day before they'll get their address and the exact address where they're going to be attending the sh secret show. And then as they show up, there's time for them to experience the venue. 
because that's that's part of the the whole overall experience. Come experience, come buy, come purchase, you know, a drink or food depending on whatever venue it is. Mm-hmm. In this case in Brooklyn, we it was the distillery so they had some amazing they they actually had over 100 spirits in New York City that they support, you know, local distilleries. So and a lot of people were so amazed by that. And they said, "I've never been here. I've never even heard of it. I've never even seen it." So that's great that they support local as well. So that was a the concept of experiencing the venue. And then as they're kind of sitting with different people, you know, you get sat you know, first come, first serve, you sit down and some people might sit next to you and you might start meeting new people, people that you've never met before and start talking. How do you get to, why are you here? Like, do you like jazz? You know, you be, you create this community of let's not just sit down, be on our phones. You know, it, it's, it was this concept of like, I'm in the front, you know, we have some, uh, some of our team members really greeting people Hey, thank you so much for coming. Come experience the venue. There's a, uh, some drinks. Go sit down. Enjoy your time. The show's going to start soon. And then the show really starts to begin with our emerging musician. And that's kind of, you know, I'm usually the MC, and I thank everybody for coming out. We give a, you know, a little brief description of what the Jazz Exchange really is. And we thank them for even buying a ticket and trusting us to- <laughs> To come to a secret show, you know, that's really one of the the concepts. And as we introduce our emerging musicians, we really show how mentorship is currently happening in front of their eyes. The mentorship of these young students performing for artists that maybe they look up to, that they listen to, that one day they're striving to become, you know, band leaders themselves or touring artists, whatever that is. And so it really shows the audience, wow, these college students sound great. You know, that's what we always hear. Wow, these kids are amazing. I can't, if they're amazing, I can't wait to hear who, what the established musician sounds like, mm-hmm. you know? And then their minds are even blown even more when the established musician comes on who has been experienced in performing and touring to have this oh, now I see why these are professional musicians. Now I see what these young students are looking up to and, and, and going for. And so I think the whole concept in general really gives that, wow, this was great. You know, I didn't know who this was, and now I really enjoyed that music, and I'm going to support them. So the concept at work here, then, is you have an established artist on the same program who engages or maybe uh, working with some of the emerging artists. Correct. Yeah, that's one of the, when we book the artists, the, we, we usually go first with the established musician, uh, and uh, we ask for a recommendation of either one of the students or, or even one, you know, a, a young musician that they met in one of their gigs or something, and 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 so that that opens up the the opportunity to to create even more community, you know, like the the last the last secret show that we did that we actually had to do it as a live stream. We had a uh, amazing drummer, uh, Jerome Jennings, and uh, he recommended a, a bassist, uh, Destiny Diggs, that she's going to new school in Manhattan, and uh, it was great. You know, uh, we we obviously we do want that uh you know the the show also has the same kind of theme so we that's why we like to always get some input from the main artists 
to say, hey, this this student will be great for my music to open up the show. So, and one thing that I, Candace, um, she was talking about the, the the way that it works is that right before the show starts, as Candace is talking about the jazz exchange, she also gives uh, uh, people guidelines of how to listen to the show, which I would think is very important yeah. too. Uh-huh. Nowadays, sometimes people don't know how to listen to this music. And, uh, you know, things like don't use your phone or you there'll be designated times where you can take some pictures. But, you know, we have a team that is taking video and taking pictures and we have somebody at the door, rece- you know, welcoming guests and all that. So they, they get to understand how to, to be part of this well, that, that's really great, and it, it's it's good to educate an audience, too, about how to be an audience. And oftentimes you hear legendary stories about people that are performing on a stage and nobody's listening. They're all talking right. and yeah. all this hubbub's going on around you. And there have been those stories of artists stopping in the middle saying, did you <laughs> right. remember yes. that I was here tonight for you? Right, right. So now that I'm here for you, <laughs> how about if you be here for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I've and I mean, seen really, that. That's that's true. That's very true of how, you know, just saying, hey, everybody, tonight we are not doing background music. This is not atmosphere music. This is a concert specifically and curated for you. And so we do ask that you please don't use your phone or, or video uh, tape this, this show. We have a videographer right there. I introduced the videographer. We have a, photo- a professional jazz photographer. You know, we really support how this whole team is working together mm-hmm. to create that experience. That's absolutely wonderful. I mean, it's a great concept. So how, how do you guys support yourself? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> an interesting uh, question. That's always um, good. I think it's a, a so far it's a combination of sponsorships. We've had some sponsorships from uh, people. We just did recently talking about recent the things that we're doing right now. Uh, since we can't really have too many of this uh, secret shows, especially in in person, we are doing something like uh, that something that's called virtual jazz sessions, which is the, our way to to continue uh, having musicians uh, work and, and perform. You know, they, everybody records themselves from home and send us recordings and we piece it together. We've got sponsorships from people like, uh, you know, this credit union in El Paso that sponsors our, our last, yeah, uh, virtual jazz session. And we've got, you know, people donating and also our secret shows. So it's, a, it's definitely a combination. So what is the scope of your geography and how your organization works? Are you just in the New York, New Jersey area, or are you all over the country? Or are sub-organizations of your parent organization popping up, let's say, here in Chicago or in El Paso or uh, maybe another city somewhere on the West Coast? Basically, definitely. That's a that's a, that's a great question. We doing secret shows and really working, really uh, uh, hitting the pavement. Started here in in New Jersey and New York, the New York area, basically. But the dream and the concept and the and the opportunities we've had in the past uh, are that uh, we've actually had an opportunity to do show secret shows on El Paso. So we've done a couple of shows in El Paso. We've actually done. Uh, one show in Mexico City, and uh, you obviously you know here is the the 
the the main spot we really want to make sure that people in new york uh know what we're doing and can uh become part of the of the of the community but definitely the dream is that uh we could create teams in in different parts of the country and even hopefully in different parts of the world you know where where you know there's always there might not be jazz clubs you know in every town but there's always a group of people that love this music and they want to come out and support this music and listen to it and if we can provide that if we can create these teams and 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 there's always musicians jazz musicians all over the country but the the only thing that we don't have is a jazz club so if this can become a way to continue doing this music we will be so happy to do so so when did you start all of this for the Jazz Exchange? Uh, it was obviously pre-pandemic. What year did you start and how long have you been active? We've been here, we've been uh, we've been active for three years now. Um, so that makes that, what, 20, <laughs> got to subtract 2020 2017, here, 2017. Yeah. So, um, yes, 2017 was really where we established the organization um, I do want to mention we are we are not a nonprofit organization right now, but definitely working into doing some more educational with our educational program and doing some other opportunities. We are an LLC currently as the Jazz Exchange, but we do work a lot like a nonprofit. So that's something that you know we definitely let people know. Uh, that's the reason too why. As we started this, it was something that was, a, you know, how do we even start an organization? You know, that was our first trial and error of really working on, oh, this is how you do something like this. This is how you make it more, um, you know, legit and something so people know that this is actually an organization that works for the community, that is doing things in the community. And so again, having mentors, mentors such as, you know, Melissa Walker for myself, she's been a huge mentor for me in regards to starting an organization like this. And so as time kind of flew by, we really felt it was the need to do this organization, register it in New Jersey and really push forward to building that community in the East Coast. But also because we're from our hometown, we have so many friends and family members that really have supported us and, and knew us and knew we were active. We've also had that huge support in, in our hometowns to be able to continue to do something like this. So out of the main organization, you also grew an extension of working with educational programs, youth programs, jazz house kids, for example. Explain how you did that. Yeah, uh, so that actually started a couple years ago. Uh, we started. Uh, we decided to start our educational program. We, we formalized it uh, about a couple years ago. And it started with the opportunity of bringing some kids from the from El Paso and from Juarez, right across the border. Uh, the kids that wanted to study this music, that wanted to uh, really be uh, immersed into it. And uh, with our collaboration with Jazz, uh, with Jazz House Kids, the opportunity came up of, uh, you know, getting a scholarship from, from Jazz House Kids and then getting some sponsorships that, uh, that would sponsor the kids to come all the way out here. So we... Uh, 
we're actually very fortunate and very blessed that uh, we had those collaborations with the with these organizations to bring now up to eight students. Uh, this year, we actually had uh, six students that that were part of the summer workshop, and uh, this this uh, year was done actually virtually. So um, they attended from uh, their own hometowns, but they were still part of the community. And and we actually last year we the team of uh, students that came came up. Um, they fell in love so much with the city and with the music that they actually decided to apply for school over here and they got accepted. We so we have a couple of students that came out through the, the through alumni. the alumni, yeah, alumni, and that they're now attending the new school in Manhattan School of Music or one of the, you know those schools. So we're very proud of them. Uh, that's basically how the collaboration is happening, is mainly for students to come to the summer workshop. You've really begun to branch out in, in many ways. And unfortunately, the pandemic came along. And as a result of that, you extended yourselves even further to where you have a relief fund mm -hmm. that you have put together and established. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So as soon as uh, I remember very well, March 13th, and, you know, that's when the shutdown really happened uh, in New York City. And that was something that just stuck to me. And as a musician, I just felt this need. And I, I remember telling Abel, I said, you know, I think it's important. And we both, you know, thought about it. We said, we should just open a relief fund after like maybe two weeks or three weeks. And we said, this is kind of weird, you know, for something like this to be shut down for this long Let's just open a relief fund and let's just start, you know, asking for donations to support artists. So I would say in April, like mid-April or late April was when we started the relief fund really quick. We were definitely maybe one of the first or the few that started a relief fund that quickly. And so as we left it on there and time kind of flew by, that really was an eye-opener of, oh, wow. This is this is starting to really hit. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I and Abel spoke of was a lot of musicians. And this is what people don't really understand is especially in the New York City area. There's a lot of musicians who can't file for unemployment. <laughs> you know, they're coming from another country. They're coming. They're not, you know, maybe they're studying abroad. They're coming from other places where they're not able to apply for unemployment. And then there's a lot of musicians who applied for unemployment and have not received it up until this date. And so for them to have that income that was coming in on a regular basis to be completely shot at the very beginning, and I'll say the ind entertainment industry was one of the first, the arts and the entertainment were the first to be hit and canceled, you know, tours, performances, even tutoring, even, you know, you name it, even education, you know, so there was so much of that, that people just didn't realize, you know, it's so important that we have to help them somehow. And so as we started creating the relief fund on the GoFundMe, we really decided, how is this going to support artists, we had them, you know, submit information we had them you know give us a, a background of what they were even making you know or what they're they're really needing support of and as we kind of kept going with it we felt how can we 
how would be the best way to give funds to artists? And that was connected through the virtual jazz sessions. And the virtual jazz sessions is what you see on our YouTube with artists still performing, doing these virtual performances with everybody in, you know, separate boxes. And I'm sure everybody now knows what a virtual performance looks like on YouTube from all these, you know, videos. And um, that was really, how do we keep them uplifted? How do we keep them creating music still? How do we make them feel that they're still needed in this time of crisis? Because if you really think about it, in this time of crisis is when we need music the most, right? We have music to really heal our soul, to really bring us up in, in these times of depression and sadness. And COVID has been a lot of death, a lot of mourning, and a lot of things that we just can't bear as a community without music. And so imagine the community asking, you know, musicians to play or, you know, we need music and they're struggling even more than probably what they were struggling before. That was the motivation to really create the relief fund. This is all worth it. And it's, and there's a lot of people that need this. And, and, you know, we are blessed to, as husband and wife, you know, we work together as a couple to really push each other. We know there's people who are needing our help. And, and so if we can provide it, that's what really motivates us to continue this work. Even though we're a, we're a small organization and we're still young and up and coming. But, you know, I think in the long run, you know, it's really not about always saying, oh, this is what we did. This is it's more the action. And the action is what really speaks for your organization. And I think that's one, one of the biggest things that we can do is keep acting to support our artists. So how can people find out more about the Jazz Exchange and all the wonderful programs that you do? Yeah, well, the the main place uh, that people can go to is our website, uh, and that is uh, thejazzexchange.org. We are constantly updating uh, the different things that we're doing. One program that we're we also doing is uh, the Exchange Live Sessions. Uh, we're posting there that on our website. Uh, we're having also guests coming in and talking to us and promoting a little bit of the music. Uh, they they also be able to if they have the means to support us with a donation. There's a a donation button right there on the first page, and they also get to find out more about our educational program. If they want to sponsor one of the kids to continue their education uh, through our program. Uh, that's a way that they can do it. They can also follow us on our, our social media. You know, we're always constantly up, updating our Instagram at the underscore jazz underscore exchange. That's an Instagram and Facebook is the jazz exchange dot org or is at the jazz exchange dot org. And, you know, so uh, Candace, you're 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 the master of this. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I'm like your wife. I'm the, the PR and I, let, let's say, uh, the founder, a vocalist. We're, you know, we, we have so many hats in this organization. It's a lot. But yes, social media is the place where we, we stay updated. You know, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram are really are the main platforms that we're, you know, we update our information. Please go to YouTube and you can see all the virtual jazz sessions that we have done and in the past, along with the secret shows 
that we have had in the past, not only this year, but, you know, in previous years. And Instagram, you'll see a lot of stuff as far as, you know, maybe some updates or we always stay up to if it's Black History Month, we educate people on who artists are. If it's uh, National Hispanic Month, we introduce, you know, musicians who are Hispanic musicians and playing jazz music and supporting that. So the Exchange Live sessions is really our current active show that happens on Facebook and YouTube Live every Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And so we have we've had amazing musicians who are, you know, we call friends and mentors, Shami Royston, we've had Warren Wolf, we've had Jeremy Pelt, we've had the young Emmanuel Wilkins, who's a, a saxophone player, all these great players and musicians just really talking and getting to know them so that people are watching them, you know, as people, <laughs> first of all, mm -hmm. and then as the musician, right? You know, whether they're composers, whether they're lyricists, whether they're band leaders, educators, we really have topics and different, you know, ideas and details that we talk every Wednesdays uh, through the exchange live sessions. And that's one of the biggest things. It's express, discuss, and connect with the artist. You can find us everywhere, and but please go to our website because you'll get to know and, and see a lot more with the Jazz Exchange. And that website again is? It's thejazzexchange.org. I will tell you that this has been a distinct pleasure to spend some time with you both. As my wife likes to say, you guys are earning a window seat for that heavenly venture forward. Someday in a long, long time from now, <laughs> you're going to have that window seat right up front because you are angels already. Oh, and you're coming you to the so aid much. of people. Thank you. Well, I mean, I appreciate you. Without yeah. you, we can't have these opportunities to spread the word as well. Yes. So we thank you all for giving us the opportunity and sharing, you know, what we do as organizations. And I'm sure all your guests are just as appreciative. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with Candice Reyes and Abel Morales, co-founders of the Jazz Exchange. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. Please join us next week for a conversation with Emily Olcott, who offers us a poignant and personal account of her days as a server with the recently closed and beloved New York City venue, The Jazz Standard. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.